الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الذي اصطفى وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أهدوا يتنس لزنو ديتي بطل الله أن أهدوا يتنس محمد is his servant and his messenger and his worship all mankind we pray to him to shower his mercy and his blessings upon all the prophets and upon the prophet Muhammad may peace be upon all of them dear brothers and sisters when we look at the Quran we find a great emphasis on the relationship between al-iman faith and good work and righteous work there are over 90 some verses whether in the singular من آمن وعمل صالحا the one of you who attains to faith and does good and righteous deeds or in the plural الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات those of you who attain to faith and do good and righteous deeds and such emphasis with that many verses that are underlining the same message linking faith and this positive work this, these are indicative of two important things number one that faith in almighty the lord of heavens and earth should transform the believer to be a positive contributor to the society number two that only faith not self-interest not self-serving reasons but only faith only that relationship between us and Allah ought to be that inspiring the compelling reason to do good and righteous deeds because we all know that we find those who do good whether they are trying to address poverty or economical challenges whatever they, they, are, they try to that they do it for a different reasons either because it's good for their image it's good for economy or good for position what have you for the Muslims it's very clear faith should transform us to be a positive contributor not anything else also we find that the Quran after bringing a very important point in the hearts and the minds of the believers they are reminding that this is that this responsibility this transformation should not be limited to a gender those one who do righteous and good deeds male and female so here it is the whole community of the believers are to become the positive contributor but brothers and sisters there are two cautioning notice that the Quran brings to our attention the first one we find the Quran is say is 
قول الأس يا أيها الذين آمنوا لما تقولون ما لا تفعلون كبر مقتا عند الله أن تقولوا ما لا تفعلون All you have attained to faith why do you say what you do, what you do not do It is a loathsome deed in the sight of Almighty of Allah to say what you don't do In other words The Quran is cautioning us after dealing in the fabric of the believer that we are to be those who do work righteous and good deed. The Quran is saying don't prefer talks, rhetorics over real good righteous work. Don't become talkers because we all know talk is cheap. The Quran is saying you are to be doers. That's the first caution that the Quran brings to our attention. The second caution, it's a long verse, it is chapter 2, verse 177. I will only go on the highlights, but the first part of the verse, لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ أَن تُوَلُّ وُجُوهَكُمْ قِبَلَ الْمَشْرِكِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ It's not righteousness, it's not piety, it's not true faith. That when you turn your physical being to your east or west. The Quran is calling upon us not to be a superficial. The real work is not in rhetorics or in superficiality. The Quran continues and since it is a long verse, I will take highlights of it. Then the Quran comes in order for us to guide us. What? good work is all about start right at the beginning true piety true faith starting about the whole package of faith believing in God in the day of judgment in the messengers in the angels the books and so on then comes and gives out of the money that he or she cherishes in the, the projects of the poor and the needies and the oppressed and the destitute and the wayfarer. In other words, the Quran is talking about the, to invest into projects that are touching people's life, making a positive change in people's life. And the Quran continues, This hard work, this difficult, this work, needs to be we need the support we need to be linked to Almighty through the prayers and we need to through the fasting we need to remind ourselves to be out of the zone of selfishness and those who are committed to their pledges and to their commitments this is a very important I like to underline it and those one who are patient steadfast at the time of difficulties and challenges. Why? Because to touch people's life and to bring and to be a positive contributor and to change people's life, there are difficulties. There are challenges. It's not easy. So the Quran up front is telling us part of that real work, the good work that we are, the Quran is calling us to do, that we ought to be ready for the hardship and that requires patience and the recommendations of the Quran and the Quran seals this sample of free work the field of where the believer should be working he seals it with 
وأولئك الذين أولئك الذين صدقوا وأولئك هم المتقون. Those who are really true to their word, true to their faith, and those are those who are conscious of God. So brothers and sisters, now the picture is clearer. The mandate on the believer to be transformed into a passive contributor that doesn't prefer talks over real work, doesn't opt to superficiality, but as the Quran did, to engage in the real work that touches people's life. Then, with such clarity now, we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala adds something else to the equation. إن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات سيجعل لهم الرحمن ودا. Those who have attained to faith and do righteous and good deeds, God Almighty will endow them with love. Anytime we hear about Almighty passing love, we should of course slow it down, pay attention. But in this verse, more than, more than anything else, there is more to it. Because normally in the Quran we find when Allah is talking about His love, Allah says, يُحِبُّ اللَّهُ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah loves those who are the good doers. يُحِبُّ اللَّهُ التَّوَّابِينَ Allah loves those who are repenters. But here Allah has chosen a different word and presented differently. سَيَجْعَلْ لَهُمْ الرَّحْمَانُ وُدَّةِ Allah will bestow, endow them with love. Why? Because here, there are two. Number one, it is the love of Allah. That with no buts or ifs, it is the most rewarding. When Allah tells you, if you do these things, you will be worthy of my love. Why? Because brothers and sisters, we have elected out of our strong conviction of our faith in Almighty because of that important relationship between us and our Creator for no other reason. We've elected to do the good and the righteous work. Because of that, not because of our own interest, but because of reason, but our relationship with Allah, Allah is saying this good work motivated by this relationship with Almighty deserve the love of Allah. And nothing can be more rewarding than the love of Almighty. But in addition to the love of Allah, we are talking about the love of the people. That's what's different. Where other verses talk about only his love, here it is as the ulama said, the scholar said, this is a, a comprehensive love. It is the love from the creator as well as the love from the fellow members of the society. Why? Why we are, why we, the Quran is telling us who has created the human being and know what clicks and what ticks and how we operate and how we think why we are we will be the recipient of the love of the rest of the member of society because brothers and sisters as from the mandate throughout the work of the believer are to be to benefit who the society the mass to people then if he gets benefited, fine. But he doesn't do it to benefit himself 
or herself, he or she does it to benefit the entire society. And when the rest of our fellow members of the community or the society at large, they're looking at these hardworking, selfless, who are ready to invest, to put up with the hardship, with the difficulties, to bring about the positive change to the entire society, what happens? It is only natural that they respect, they admire, and then ultimately that will foster love. I don't have to go that far, brothers and sisters. I am not going to give you the examples of the messengers and the prophets of Almighty. There are plenty. Or those in the early centuries. No. Let me give you a couple of examples of our historical contemporary, contemporary time. We'll take, for example, Martin Luther King Jr., who struggled, we all know, for the civil rights, not only for the African-American, but for the rest of the minorities, worked for the betterment of the image of our nation throughout the world, worked for, for better America. And he did not stop at the respect, because he got the respect early on. He got the admiration early on, but through this resilience work, relentless effort, People are looking, this is not a self-serving individual who wants a few moments of fame, but this is a true person who is bringing a kingdom of hope, wants to bring about this change to the entire community, the entire society, which will benefit every individual. This will ultimately lead to love as it did for him. And then another quick example, which we look at the Mother Teresa, which we all heard about her and about her work. And she went beyond respect and admiration. Millions of people were in love with, with her. So brothers and sisters, you could see that good and righteous work that the Quran is calling us that would go beyond words, beyond superficiality. It's not about the dress or the beard or how often I go to the mosque, as the Quran said. It's about the work that touches people's life, that you bring about this positiveness to people's life. That what Islam is calling us for, and that type of work will make us worthy of the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and worthy of the love of our brothers and sisters in the entire society. الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي كتب على نفسه الرحمة وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا وسلم عليه تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم The brothers and sisters it's only natural that humanity aspires positive change improvement in the conditions and while it is natural we find it also natural for people to elect do they want to contribute to the change 
or do what do they want to be sidelined and watch? But for as we have heard from the first speech, for the American Muslims, it's not a matter of choice. It is a mandate. It's not something that we can pick and choose, but it is a call for us to go beyond being spectators on the, on the sideline, but to be on the field that can make the change take place. However, there are two challenges that are facing us. One of them is inner, and one of them is external. The inner challenge is we tend to forget about what faith, the true piety, what Bir is all about. Hoping that these verses have reminded us and hoping that we keep reminding ourselves continuously what faith should be for us, what type of contributor to society we ought to be. Where our attitude should go beyond, as I said earlier, a spectator, but to real engagement. Where we are ready to employ our resources, whether it is time or money or talent or skills, of the multi-arena, social, economical, political, whatever arena of your choice, you want to help the needies, you want to help the homeless, you want to tackle the, the, the misconceptions uh, in the media, whatever skills that Allah has bestowed upon you, we must, the attitude, we should be in a way that we can be spectator, but we should engage and employ our resources, what Allah has endowed us with, to bring about that positive change. So what is the inner? To remember what faith is all about, change our attitude, and look to employ our resources for real engagement. There is the external challenge that we find ourselves in as an American Muslim community. A quick look around, we find that Islamophobia now is a real thing can be ignored. All you have to do, watch the news, you know about the two sisters that they were asked to be removed from the podium uh, in one of the Obama's rally. Of course, the senator called and apologized and we accepted. And we know that a spark of debate was on the airwave Articles were written, and these are very important to spark a debate about the Muslim exclusion from this democratic exercise. So this cannot be ignored, but we pose the question to ourselves, is this is the first time, are we really the first victim of such bigotry or hate or fear? No, we're not. Plenty of examples in the history of our nation, but I will zero our lenses on two. In the 40s and the 50s, brothers and sisters, at the time where communism, on the name of communism, we find our politici politicians, there were some of them, they were using that and trying to reject any of the Holocaust survivors 
in other words, to reject the immigration of these new elements that will be part of the fabric of our, of our nation because they, through their eyes, the bigoted and the racist eyes, they felt that this does not belong to this fabric. Look at history and read it. And of course now, not that long ago, 60 years later, we find uh, the Jews are respected, engaged, contributed to the society where a vice president, almost a vice president with gold to, in, 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 in the election of 2000. Things have changed. That's what's great about our nation. The African-American society, a community, wasn't too long ago, were excluded from some of the universities, libraries, bathrooms, restaurants. But again, we find now there is an opportunity for an African-American to become a president. This is what's great about our nation. It has in it the vehicles that take debates, keep correcting, keep addressing, and those voices keep alienating them until to the end where the truth and freedom and democracy will prevail. So on the external, we find, brother and sister, while the challenge is real, while the hardship is there, we find as those two communities have done, they took the path of hard work, relentless, patient, tirelessly investing, making sure that they bring the change to this nation of ours, we ought, on the other hand, follow their path. So, brothers and sisters, we must overcome these two challenges, the inner challenge and the external challenge. We must find it in us, that fabric of our faith, to remind us to be that positive contributor that we are to remain this hard-working member of the society and we should be more ready to invest more of our time and of our money, of our skills, of our talents. Alhamdulillah, our community is investing. And we, we all in all, we are one of the best communities in our nation, but we find the mandate of the Quran and the reality of the time, we should be ready to invest more of our resources, more of what Allah has bestowed upon us to make sure that we are that positive contributor that the Quran called us to be. We find also, brothers and sisters, ourselves, as we are doing this type of work, this positive, real work that the Quran called us to do, definitely, with no doubt in our minds, we will find that our brothers and sisters in the greater society will support us, as they have done since 9-11, and as they have done in the last few days, and based on our history as because of the fabric of our nation they will keep on doing inshallah so we will find through that path we will get their support we will find also as we are remi reminded from these verses of the quran that we will get the support of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
And when you get the support of your brother and your sisters in the society, and you get the support of the Creator Almighty, what else can we ask for other than our responsibility to do the work? And only through our work, the righteous and the good and the positive work, will be defining and they are to be defining who we are. Not the pundits, not the so-called experts, not the media, but it is our work that are to define who we are as American Muslims, what Islam is all about, and the real fabric of the Muslims. And inshallah, then and only then, we will be able, with the help of the society and help of Allah, will be able to forge a positive and strong and well-founded future for ourselves, for our nation, and more important, for the world. Let's pray to Allah to purify our hearts and our minds. Let's pray to Him to give us the wisdom and the knowledge and the strength that we need as we are facing the challenging times. And let's pray to Him from the bottom of our hearts to give us the type of Iman, the type of faith that is required for a believer to have. And we pray to him to give us the strength of the faith that will help us to overcome the challenges of the day. Allahumma jma'a shamana wa rasul umurana wa rafa'a al-hamna wa al-hamna an-qulubina Allahumma amin wa ra'atina wa akhu da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala sallam muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in aqam salah.